You're listening to The Sizzle on Iron Skillet Radio and Iron Skillet Television. Yeah, yeah, Red Solo Cup, I fill you up. Let's have a party. Let's have a party. All right, I'm going to cut that. I'm going to go here. And, okay, we are ready like Freddy. Freddie Jackson, Freddie Gill, Freddie everybody. Freddie Gill? Yeah. You don't know about Freddie Gill? Freddie Gill? Is that Johnny Gill's long-lost cousin? No, that's his uncle. Oh. Wow, Freddie Gill. Freddie Krueger? He was a <laughs> he was a blues singer. They called him Freddie yeah. Gill. Called the Gill Down Under. All right, let's get ready to go. We're getting ready to hit this. And we're going to ready to do this in five, four, three, two, one. Oh, yeah, baby. You know who it is. You know what it is. It's the sizzle live in the building right here. Facebook Live, we're streaming live to you. We don't have to say we're streaming outside of you. We're streaming live to you. We're going to do it wow. Facebook Live. I mean, that means it's live, right? That yeah. means we on the book. Yeah, the baby. We're on the books with the faces. And then once we go from the book with the faces, we're going to go to the you with the tubes. And then we're going to do all kinds of things. It's going to be amazing. I'm just telling wow. you. I'm telling you. You ready? You ready? Everybody ready? Everybody Born ready? ready. Okay. Well, everybody's ready. Born ready. I'm ready. I stay ready. I mean, that's what I do because I, I, I am super like glue. Ha <laughs> ha! You know what it is. You know who it is. It's the sizzle here on Iron Skillet Radio, Iron Skillet Television. You know what we've come to do is bring the hot content, always bring you the hottest going on in sports right now. And remember, if you have not liked, subscribed, and shared, make sure that you hit the notification button so that you get the content when it comes out. Make sure that you slam in that button because we're getting ready to drop some bombs. Maybe not like Hiroshima, but we're getting ready to drop bombs. All right, you hey, know Rich, what it is. Hey, Rich, Rich, Yo. you know, you know, we're going to steal that bomb button away from him. Yeah, yeah. We're going, we're going to do a covert uh, mission. I'm going to have to go creeping through there in my all black on. You do live on the first floor because you live on the second floor. There's no way I'm climbing up there. But if you're on the first floor, I'll get through the window. Well, I don't know if I'm going to do that either. I'm going to ring the doorbell and hope that. Well, just leave the door open for me, and then I'm going to go in and steal your bomb button. <laughs> if it's on the second floor, just lift me up. I'll do the rest. Yeah, right. we'll, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll make that work. Okay, well, number one on the hot five and five is Aaron Rodgers reports to camp. That's right. <laughs> the bun master oh. is the man bun master is back in camp in Baby. Green Bay, getting ready to do some things, getting ready to throw some balls and do some other stuff. I don't know Baby. what he's getting ready to do, but he's getting ready to do it. <laughs> Number two on the hot five and five, the Blackhawks acquire Mark Andre Fleury and Tyler Johnson. Yes, they get a lot of nothing for nothing. Ah, you got it. He's not gonna. He's not gonna pay. He's gonna. He's gonna retire. He's done. Says I'm done. I'm not gonna play with y'all. Uh, highlighting bums. That's such, that's such a years ago. That's such a Chicago move. We're going, oh, this is the greatest guy ever between the pipes. Oh, he doesn't want to play anymore. He's gonna retire. 
Number three on the hot five and five. Eloy Jimenez returns to the White Sox, baby. Uh, Hot, hot fire. Southside, you know what they came to do. They came to give you all the wood, and it's all good. It's going to be hot the rest of this summer, baby. That's right. Big Bad is back. Does he have to catch uh, any fly balls out in the outfield? Does he really have to actually catch something? Baby. You should see that man catching them flop. Let me tell you something. Anybody who can wear a 32-inch gold chain around their neck and still catch a fly ball with the Dude. chain slapping you in your chin, you are a man of the baseball. You are he, a man of the day. He looks he look like old school LL Cool J running right out there. All he needs is a cane goal on. Well, he catches the ball probably like LL Cool J too because he plays uh, – <laughs> that guy is in a clown car when he's playing left field. That that guy oh, is he, he he launched the one earlier today. That's all right. If he didn't have to play the field, he'd be fine. He literally took one out of there. Yes, know. he did. And when he caught the yeah. ball, he said, oh, I'm bad. Now, Take something that that's a little sad is Simone Biles. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with, with Simone, uh, but Simone. can you say she quits Team USA? The Team U.S. Gymnastics? Can we can we say it like that, or can we say she had to step away, or is that better? Yeah, however you feel like saying it. All right, she's up out of there. She gone, and she left, and then she gone. We'll, we'll talk about that later. And number five on the hot five and five. The last hot five and five right now is that there's a young man somewhere on the internet who was talking trash to Trey Young. Son, that's not a good idea. Whenever you ask it. somebody who is this guy, <laughs> you found out in a pickup game, Trey Young obliterates, destroys, and embarrasses this young man in front of his mama, his children, and his grandchildren. Take that button. And that's the Sizzles Hot oh. 5 and 5. You know what we've come to do. Open round table. We're going to talk about it. We're going to put everything on the table. We've got a lot to talk about. I know Rich is waiting to say a lot of things. Jay's waiting to say a lot of things. So I'm just going to step back and let the table kind of fill itself up. So, okay, gentlemen, without saying any more, let's get ready. <laughs> All right. Where do we want to start right now? We've got the Olympics. we got football. We got coaches saying that rookies might start. You got uh, the ginger-haired genius saying, I hope that they love me as much as they love him because at least I'm going to play, maybe. <laughs> and then he's like, am I going to play? And they're like, mm, no, not really. Then you got my girl Naomi just getting socky. You got Simone just no money. I, I don't even know where to start, bro. I don't know where to start. That's, that's how bad it is. I don't know where to start. It's that bad. It's that bad. Rich, you know where to start? Because I don't you're know. Gonna start, you're going to start somewhere, ain't you? No. I'm not going to start anywhere. I'm just going to actually just say it. It's that bad that now we are afraid that the bun-haired master is back in Wisconsin. All right? Man, man, man. man. It was so the bad, only, his reverberation blew up a house in Wisconsin. The only thing I can hope for in this situation is Aaron Rodgers goes out there and, and and literally pulls like a temptations moment, you know, and he just goes out there and be like, hey, hey, nobody has to see you, Otis, and just like pulls a whole Jimmy Butler and just mm -hmm. this is the whole team. So everybody's like, oh, we got to get rid of this crazy fool. But I don't think that's going to happen, man. Yeah, that there went all the hopes for the NFC North. 
That's it. Yeah. I'm just waiting for him to show up at Danica Patrick's old NASCAR to sit on the sidelines and lead up against it and be like, oh, I'm here. Nah, I ain't playing, no, but I'm here. <laughs> well, let me ask this question real quick, though. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if he really wanted to screw the Packers, this year, couldn't he just sit out? And not, I mean, he has the right to to be out on COVID leave. So couldn't he just say, "Yeah, I'm not coming back. I'm not playing." But you're gonna pay well, me this season. One of these, one of the things that they they talked about. I don't know if it's been finalized yet, but they're supposed to run this back one more year. So one more year shall be restructured, and this will be it. He'll be a unrestricted free agent. And can do whatever he wants next year. That was their way of, of enticing him to come back. But one more again, until uh, Jordan Love, I guess they feel like is fully ready to show some love out there. I don't know. Well, nobody yeah. seems uh, to have you know, no, no, no. Oh, he's Get got... him with him. Get him, Jay. You know what? Jordan, Jordan Love. Was oh, that me? Yes. Do you uh oh, I got I got something playing over here. Wait a minute, hold on. I got somebody. I don't know where that's coming from. Anyway, is, can y'all hear me? Love? Yes, we can hear you. Can you hear you? Yeah, it's Jordan Love. Yeah, I can hear you guys. So what's happening is is that you have Jordan Love, who's in an untenable situation. Is that I don't care what he does, he's not going to be Aaron Rodgers anytime soon. I don't care what he does. He's going to be hated in Green Bay mm -hmm. because he's going to look like he is the reason that Aaron Rodgers left. The reason why Aaron Rodgers left, because he understood the Green Bay Packers have not given him any offensive weapons except Devontae Adams for the last four years that he could use. And he's been a one-man band out there. So now he's ready to leave. We don't know if Jordan Love is ever going to be ready. I don't think he's going to be ready. Uh, I don't think he's ever going to be Aaron Rodgers-esque. And uh, for that Green Bay, that's going to be a downturn. Mm. Okay, so if Aaron Rodgers is back in the fold and everything's good, then is it plausible now to think that there's no reason for a rookie quarterback to start for the Bears and just go ahead and put the ginger-haired genius out there. Just go ahead and let him do his thing. Because right now, there's talk of... Somebody's head coach said, I'm not going to rule it out that uh, maybe he might be the quarterback. You're lying to us, Matt Nagy. I don't like it. I don't like you. Boo on you. Okay. Is Justin Fields, do you think he's ready to start day one? I mean, we haven't seen it in a full-blown training camp yet. Uh, we know that he has great legs, but we understand that that's not going to be enough in the NFL. You're going to have to be able to read defenses. We're hoping he's going to be a better uh, defensive reader than our the once-famed number 10 that we had here before. But we don't know that yet. We got to see him against the NFL uh, defense. A lot's going. If they play him a lot during preseason, we're going to see what he's going to be able to do. I think he's going to be able to throw the football, do some things well, but it's still a big learning curve in the NFL. How many rookies came in right from the beginning at quarterback and came in and lit it up? I mean, it's probably a handful that came in and did that. So we know it's going to be a learning curve for him, and maybe they are doing the right thing by sitting him 
putting Andy Dalton out there, let him let put some packages out for him, letting him ready to go. Because the last thing you want to do is put a guy in there who's super serious about that he's going to be great, and he goes out there and he stinks it up. And that's a real possibility. You look at some of the great quarterbacks in the league, and all of them had trouble starting off right from the beginning. Yeah, go ahead and just let Andy Dalton in his career in Chicago with that mediocre offensive line. I tell you this, Justin Fields should be ready. Well, he better get ready by about week three or four. I don't think Andy Dalton's going to make it that long. <laughs> yeah, I'm still concerned about where they have Mustafer, white hair, I don't like how this whole thing is shaking out at that line. I don't like that left side. What do you, like... the, the, you don't think that offensive line is going to be better oh, than what it was last year? All the rookie talk, like we just talked about. Okay, it still takes some – I don't care what position you are coming in as a rookie. It takes some adjusting to get used to. Yeah, but if your rookie is super talented except for the quarterback position, oh. you got to start playing them, especially that offensive line. Especially offensive line, you got to get them reps in there. You got to put that, throw that guy in there, and let it uh, have at it. Because that's, that's the only way you're gonna get better. That's the only way you're gonna get better in the NFL is by actually playing on the offensive line. And that's another reason why I say I don't see Andy Dalton making it past Week Four. <laughs> Ain't got nothing to do terrible. with his performance. I'm just talking. Are they going to be able to keep him in a clean pocket, keep him healthy, keep uh, his ankles, knees, shoulders, elbows, Achilles, anything from not getting snapped off? You tell me. Well, to your point, Rich, I'm going to say this. I We haven't even seen them in training camp. Now, this all sounds good. It's all great when we talk about it. But, you know, Everybody has a plan till they get punched in the mouth, and we haven't seen the Bears yet get punched in the mouth. We haven't seen what's going to happen on defense, but we sure don't know what's going to happen on that offensive line. But the one thing we do know is that if they have any mental health issues, they will not be playing. As oh, Simone Biles. Yes, Here we go. Yep, 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 we go. yep, yep. We're going to the Olympics, and Rich and I were talking off camera, and I'm just going to say it. You know what? It's time for us to make America hard again. That's right. I said it. We're going to make America back what it used to be. Hardcore. I'm glad, I'm glad, I'm glad I missed that conversation. Well, yeah. Well, you yeah. should have. You should have. Where were you for that conversation, Mr. O? Uh, uh, you, you really needed to chime in. Uh, hey, I, hey, I, well, I, got, I got some things to say about that anyway, but old school was almost sleep. Let me tell you. I was, <laughs> I'm just saying, we got to make America hard again. Are you with me? GP, are you with me? Everybody wow. that's with me right now, give me a big O. Oh. That's right. Yeah, take his soundbar. Oh, yeah, you cannot. You cannot take soundbar. It's it's already encoded in my watch. I got it everywhere, Jeff. We're, we're taking it. So is this a time, Rich, when we're seeing, I can't even believe I'm going to say it, but the sissification of America. Are we seeing it? Are we wow. seeing our players go down in flames in Tokyo? Are we seeing this is not going to be good? And are we seeing rappers who are wearing dresses in France? What is going on, Rich Sizzle? Can we make America hard again? Short answer is no. We have gone 
point of no return when it comes to things. We are seeing, okay, look at it like this. They don't have the excuse of saying, well, COVID did this, COVID did that, because the world went through COVID, still going through COVID. And yet, every time you turn around, all I hear is, oh, well, this person's having a mental health day. Mm -hmm. This person has mental awareness. Mm -hmm. Just because you're saying you're, you're, you're having a, a mental health day, it does not mean you have a medical diagnosis for saying you're mentally messed up, you know, just, just to call it all blunt like that. Mm -hmm. There is a, a, a fine line when it comes to having a bad day and, and versus not being able to uh, withstand the competition or the pressure. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying necessarily in any one particular situation, but it's going across the entire Team USA for pretty much all sports. The basketball team, like you said, like we said, okay, yeah, I get it. You know, there's no LeBron, no Steph Curry and, and, and other big names, but they still have enough. They should still have enough to get through and to win, and they're not doing it. You're seeing hiccups in swimming. You're seeing the hiccups in, in, in gymnastics. You saw previous before we even got here with the whole Shikari Richardson thing. Mm -hmm. That plays into, into effect. Are we teaching our youth anything about adversity? and how to get through, overcome those things? Or are we just giving them a pass and giving a pat on the back and saying, okay, you take the day off, we'll, we'll see what you do tomorrow. Is that really the right answer? Is that is that what we really are teaching our youth nowadays? Give them a break because things got too hard for them? Life is hard. Is it not? Well, I mean, you do get a participation trophy now in life. I guess now it's that time. Jay says, I'm getting ready to ask you, can we, as a nation, say to our Olympians, our players on the field, that we shall overcome? And if we can't overcome, get you something to smoke on. Jay, can you make America hard again? Can you make it hard, my friend? All right. So I, I was going to get all over Simone Biles about this. But then I had to look at a couple of things to start thinking about what was actually going on. Okay. First thing, I think what has happened to Simone Biles was that what made her great was that she was fearless, that she was able to take superior athleticism and just let it all hang out and push the envelope. That's why she was able to do things that other gymnasts, she was making up moves that other gymnasts wouldn't even attempt because she was so locked into her physicality. I think what we just witnessed in front of us was a Chuck Knobloch situation. Chuck Knobloch was a second baseman for the New York Yankees early on in the 80s and 90s. And all of a sudden, Chuck Knobloch at second base could not throw the ball to first base. Mm-hmm. And literally, he couldn't throw the ball. He would throw the ball in the stands. He hit somebody's grandmother one time in the stands trying to throw the ball to first base. I think what you saw with her, and she recognized it. <laughs> We're serious. She recognized it that she got the yips. She looked like Charles Barkley before he got his swing cleared up. Remember when they had uh, Tiger Woods swing coach working with Charles Barkley, trying to clear up his swing, and no matter whatever they did, Charles Barkley still had that hitch. Now, he doesn't have that hitch anymore. I don't know what he did. 
But I think she said it, uh, and and I read her lips when she said that. She says, I don't trust my body. I don't trust myself. That's what she said. She's got the yips. She went to go throw a big move, and all of a sudden, she couldn't pull the trigger to throw it off in midair. And that's a recipe for a disaster. She can seriously injure herself. So I think what has happened, you just saw somebody who questioned themselves for the first time in her life, and she got out there, and she didn't know think she could do it. And another thing, I, was, I had my lip-reading glasses out. She told her teammates, I don't want to mess this up for you guys. Because if you remember, I don't know if you guys saw that first vault, but she blew out of that first vault. Like, she was supposed to do a, a difficult uh, movement, and she only got one twist in and almost fell out the end of that vault. And I think she thought that she was going to do the same thing throughout this uh, this tournament, and these girls weren't going to have a chance to medal at all. So in her thought process, I was going to get all over her that she was so soft, but I have to look at it from the other standpoint that she's got the yips. She didn't trust herself anymore. She couldn't make that throw to first base from second base, which is about a 15-foot throw, 20-foot throw. She just couldn't do it. She wasn't trusting herself anymore. Now, the other side of the coin is, and like I, I agree with you on this, Rich, that pressure that you're feeling, there is no pressure if you think you're going to win. There is no pressure if you know you're going to win. In that, in that commercial with Charles Barkley where he's getting picked by the uh, other little kids to play basketball, the reason why they pick Charles Barkley because they know Charles Barkley's going to beat those little kids. But when you get out there, what's, what's the real pressure in sport? The real pressure in sport is not winning. The real pressure in sport is not living up to your expectations that other people have about you. That's where the pressure is. All of these people will go out and play the sport that they love to play if they were going to win it all the time. But that's not the case. And I think Simone Biles, this all kicked in with her. And this being my, you know, uh, my official PhD, not having a PhD, I watch a YouTube video psychologist. I think she came in there and realized that she had nothing to gain and everything to lose. Everybody wanted knew that she was a lock-in, a shoe-in, that she was going to bring home six gold medals. And all of a sudden in her mind, the first time it came into her that she had a thought that I can't win. I got a problem. What happens if I don't bring home a gold medal? Was that not the weirdest thing? I don't know if you guys looked at that. Was that not the weirdest thing to see that team and with a silver medal around their, down their net? You know what I'm saying? Like, like you know, they should have gave them back. But no, those, those girls fought. Those girls fought back, and they and they took the silver in spite of what happened. Even though the Russians almost gave it to them anyway. But again, I, 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 I we can revisit this a little bit more later on. I know you guys got some other uh, thoughts about this, but I think you just saw a person who was just got afraid to lose. And she probably had never felt that before. And eventually, when you have nowhere to go but down, because that's what's going to happen. So, yeah, I, I, I think I think she was just a situation where she never felt this before. She wasn't sure of herself. And if you miss one of those vaults, you can kill yourself. True. Well, at this point, you know the United States is sitting behind Japan in medals, but I they're right on the cusp with China. And that, that's scary in itself to think that they could fall third in total metallage. But even though we're saying this in jest, 
But at this point, we're having mental outbreaks. And it's not just with sports, but we see it a lot in sports right now. We see that, to your point, Jay, athletes are more afraid of living up to the other's expectations of them versus their own expectation. Couple that together, and I think you have a you have a recipe for disaster. You have a recipe yeah. for a lot of young people who are not being, to your point, Rich, who aren't being taught to really go and push through. But to your point too, Jay, that even when they do push through and something adversity comes and they think, uh-oh, no, that's not right. Mm-mm. Don't trust my body. Not going to do it. Shutting it down. I'm done. Mm-mm. You know, th- this is the Na- Naomi Osaka effect. I think this is, she, she's about to change sport the same way Steph Curry changed sport, changed the NBA with him being able to shoot that jump shot from 40 feet out and it's an okay shot. Naomi Osaka has just said, you know, if I'm not feeling it today, I'm not going to play. And there's nothing you can do about it because it's under a banner of a mental health issue Mm -hmm. and no advertiser, no shoe company, anybody else is going to, is going to drop you because of a mental health issue. They can't do it. They can't risk it. But the reason why you are in the position, the reason why you were able to get the advertising dollars that you get, the reason why all these happen is because of what you did on the court. If Simone Biles was just a regular person walking down the street, she would not have these endorsement dollars that she has. So it's because of what you do. That's the reason why you are who you are. And you have to do the thing that you're contracted to do. Now, what happens if the advertisers look at her and go, hey, if you don't want to play, we're not going to pay. How about we take some of that money back that you signed the contract for? Would they be the bad guy then? Would they be the bad guy? No. You signed this contract. Absolutely not. Because that's, this is, that's how they treat it in, in, in fighting. If you, you held the title, you hold the belt and you don't want to defend that belt. They strip you up. Simple as that, regardless of what happened the last fight or this or that, if you're not willing to go out there and defend what is yours, they take it away. Yeah, it is hard to win. It's hard to be on top. It's even harder to stay on top. And to even that much, it's even more harder once you get knocked down to get back up to where you were. So to what, what you were saying, Jay, earlier, you know, about, I, I don't know, you call it the, 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 the yips or I'm, I'm going to refer to more, I don't know, like stage fright or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I credit her for understanding what she was going through and walking away where she could have hurt her team a lot worse, you know. But, again, we go back to social situations in America as we've all seen it so much where, like you said, what is a mental issue Versus what is actual mental complications? We can't just sit here and say, I'm having a bad day, so I'm going to blame it on a mental issue. I'm not throwing darts at anybody in out there in Tokyo. But now let's look at another situation. You're in Tokyo, a whole different environment, whole different culture. They've gotten so whatever out there, they're not even letting athletes sleep on standard beds anymore. They're like on, on paper beds because they're too afraid of COVID and, and 
and, and sexual immorality and everything else like that. That is what they're dealing with out there on top of a serious time zone difference, which we laughed about, but it's serious. Your body has been training for years, probably not in Tokyo time, but in San Francisco time or wherever you were training. And now you've got to readjust to this. There's a lot going on on that main stage. And the only thing that spectators are looking at is wins and losses. And right now, America is racking up more losses that they didn't really have to have. Well, I know someone who is having a mental lapse right now, and that would be the Detroit Pistons. At this point, with the number one overall pick, <laughs> uh, if you have to question this, then I question your sanity. I question why Ben Wallace made your pick. I question why you even wear the funny-looking striped uniforms that you wear. I'm questioning everything, and this is now our time to talk about it. Rich, you started it out. Jay, you're going to add on, but is this upcoming draft, is it a question about who is the number one pick and who should be taken number one overall in the NBA pick? Rich Stone. No, no question. Um, maybe the only question is, does Detroit have the confidence that he's going to stay long enough for Detroit to be relevant? Mm. So that, wow. that plays a lot into it. You may have the LeBron James effect where you've gotten this player, you've done everything you can to put people around you. It doesn't work out. He panics and moves on, and you're left with nothing. That is a realistic expectation perspective in a small market field like basketball where if you're not producing that team that player is going to go back home going to go to play in Miami New York mm -hmm. Los Angeles somewhere where even if they are halfway decent they're still going to make that money back on endorsements and be immortalized mm -hmm. nobody outside of, of, of whatever in Detroit, you might even be able to just walk down the street in Detroit and may not even be recognized you because, I mean, it's, it's Detroit. You know, like Joakim Noah said about Cleveland, nobody's going to go vacation there. No one's thinking about you. You're going to get the endorsements from local places, but after that, then what? Kudos to him for already signing a Nike contract and not even suited up in NBA yet. But like you said, he hasn't played yet. What's he going to do after four or five years when it's max time? Mm -hmm. Is he going to say, yeah, I'm going somewhere else, or is he going to stay? And that's been a question uh, that was raised, even, even when, when talked about it with him. You know, a lot of these athletes want to compete, and this is the new culture of the NBA. If I can't do it this way, I'll find another way, and, and I'm more important than the coach and the GM for that, for that matter. I'm the one that's selling the tickets and putting fans in the uh, seats. Mm. Yes, yeah, so the Highlander, the 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 man above all things, the one who cannot die. Yes, that is the theory. So Jay, I'm going to ask you. I saw Kay Cunningham in a nice Houston um, myriad of jerseys because they seem to have like 40 jerseys a season. But right now, if you are Detroit, are you taking? Ooh, with the first pick. I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to put words in your mouth, even though Kate Cunningham sounds like a good name. I'm just going to ask you, who are you taking with the first pick, sir? You have to take Kate Cunningham. There's no oh. other pick. I don't care. If, I don't care 
If you think their other picks are going to work out better than Cade Cunningham, you cannot pass up on that potential of what he can be. This is a guy who's 6'8 and who has all the tools that could possibly, if you could put some other pieces around him, lead you out of the doldrums of 50 of all these years of being the Detroit Pistons uh, without Isaiah Thomas and Joe Dumars and the bad boys. You, the problem is with the Pistons, right? The problem with the Pistons is that they're still holding on to what they used to be, and they need to become something different. We always, every time we talk about the Pistons, all we hear about the bad boys. That's all we talk about. They never died. They're still living in Detroit. You're, you're still talking about Detroit basketball. They're still doing that, but you have a team who's just been bad for a long period of time. You have to take Kate Cunningham. And if you can't put a team around him, yeah, he's going to leave. But if you make your incentives good enough for him to stay, i.e. you look like you're actually trying to build a team around him, you might be able to get him to stay. But you don't want to take this number one pick and take somebody else and Kate Cunningham goes out and becomes a star and you had a chance to pick him up. That would bury Detroit basketball even further down to what it is right now. And uh, you got to take him. There's no other choice. I mean, there's a couple other people that you could take, but you can't do that. You got to you got to take K. Cunningham. Okay, so Rich looks like the Bulls took uh, a year too early, <laughs> and Scotty Barnes is probably the best Florida State player that's going to come out in quite some time. It is not Patrick Williams. So quickly before we wrap, uh, do you see any changes in the top five of those guys who are coming out? Who do you see it staying or retaining, you know, chalk? Is it going to be the top five we know of? Or do you see of some shenanigans? Do you see the Bulls trading back in and trading their former fourth-round pick for a new fourth-round pick? Who's going to take our fourth-round pick? There's a yeah, lot of – look, there's a lot of rumors about this and that and what this player and what these teams want. Let me help you out. First of all, nobody wants Patrick Ewing. Uh, Williams, I'm sorry. Nobody wants him. Nobody wants happen. Patrick Ewing now either. Oh, yeah, that's true. Second, I'll take Patrick Ewing right now over Patrick Williams. Yeah, that's true. Secondly, all right, for all you Lakers fans that, that want to sit there and offload um, Kyle Kuzma and Contavious Caldwell Pope and their 4,000th round pick, nobody wants them. There's already been talk that they have pretty much put them on the table for any team that wants to make a deal for a high impact player and everybody's just done like this now. So let's get that out, out off the, uh, the board. So uh, what else do we have to talk about with, with, with that? What's guaranteed, what's not guaranteed, you know, right now, everybody in the league is throwing haymakers and landing nothing. You know, you've got the whole Damian Lillard saga and, and, and everything like that. He's put Portland in a really bad situation where they're going to have to wind up being desperate and subtle for anything. Otherwise, you're going to see the whole Damian Lillard thing re-refested for Aaron Rodgers. It's like, ah, eh, just sit out doing this, this, and this. That's a legitimate reality. You've got the Ben Simmons saga. We know he's going somewhere, but we don't know where. He's coming to the Bulls. He's coming. Book it. Book it. That, that's a bull. That, the Ben Simmons. Lori Markinen. And, he's and, coming. and Cristiano yep. Felicio. No. Yep. Yep. He's coming. And Watch. This, this, and, and add a caveat of Denzel Valentine. 
<laughs> no, Denzel Valentine's not leaving. I rest assured. <laughs> And Denzel Valentine has a 15-year career going on with the Chicago Bulls. No doubt about that. Who who, and what and how does Ben Simmons come to the Bulls without exactly? The, the whole problem with the Ben Simmons situation is the same problem that the Bulls have. The Bulls, you got a guy that teams want to get rid of and the Bulls don't have enough to give up to get him even if they wanted him. The Bulls are, like I said before, they're in mid-level hell. Absolute mid-level hell. They're not bad enough to tank and get the picks they need, but they're not good enough to have any chance to compete in the East. And they're stuck for the next decade. They're stuck. They're, do, how long do we think Zach Levine is going? Did he read the – is this his last year? I think so, right? Yeah, they're yes, supposedly talking extensions and yeah. things like that. Why if would he sign? Why would he sign? A max deal. Yeah. Dude, money. Yeah. But you got to look at it from the standpoint. He's made a lot of money, right? So let's look at it. Why not get out here on the free agency market and see if you can go out here and put yourself in a better position like you see other teams like Chris Paul do over the years who just bounces from team to team to team and keep getting paid. You know, there's a lot of guys right now who are going to go out and just be a hard gun for two years. And, and Zach Levine does have that hard gun type of offensive explosion that you that you would need if he could continue to develop his outside game. He's yeah, one of these guys. That, likes, what if he likes it here, though? I mean, I'm sure he does like going to get to get the pizza and, and, you know, the nice shopping. But are you ever going to win a championship here? Well, I doesn't say, really, it doesn't matter because he's making the Bulls hard again. No, I don't know. I don't, I don't think so. I, unfortunately, in a LeBron James-led era, I mean, everybody has a chance to win a championship. We understand that. However, <laughs> it's still it's still not an easy feat to accomplish, even if you do put a, a super team together. Ask the Brooklyn Nets for that for that matter. Yeah, How, well, I mean, you know, if, if they weren't in, if they didn't get injured, I mean, that's a big F. But they didn't get injured, they would have probably won it. Well, I mean, uh, if a, if we're fifth, we'd all be messed up there, Jay Sizzle. That's what always happens. We say, well, if if Derrick Rose had gotten hurt, then you can say that. Any, but you can say that anywhere, though. You can say that yeah. anywhere. I'm just saying it. It is a it is a war of attrition out there. But like, like back to Rich's point, though, the issue is with the Bulls is that how can you? say that a guy is going to stay here if you know that your organization has been terrible about putting together a team that is battle-ready for the long haul that has a chance to win in the East. The Bulls haven't had – what's the last time the Bulls had a legitimate chance to win the Eastern Conference? Derrick Rose era, yeah. The Derrick Rose era. Before the holding his knee and he's down. Yep. That, that's the only, that's the last time that they put together a ball club that had a chance to win the East. Well, that, what I mean, about if this young man from overseas, Marcos Semyonovich, what if he really is good? I mean, what if he is a hidden gem it's somehow? Yeah. It's possible. It's, it's possible. But we see who's the, who's the best player in the NBA right now? The Greek freak. Yes, Giannis. Who's the, who's the second best player in the NBA right now? Not one of Giannis's brothers. Luka Doncic. <laughs> okay, all right. Yeah. Didn't he go for a double-double in, in, uh, for Slovenia? Went for, for 48. Went for 48. 
So I'm saying these foreign players now, they're no joke now. And wait, NBA, wait, wait, wait. Why isn't Trey Young on the Olympic team? Why why aren't all these guys aren't on the Olympic team? This is this was my point beforehand. This was my point beforehand, right? All these guys who had opportunity to go to go play unless they're injured, they all decided it wasn't important enough and they ran this team out there who just should be running over people. And they are not. You got to have your – if they had Trey Young out here, if they had the guys who weren't injured, this would be a whole different story. Whole different story. Now, these guys are going to get bounced out. They're going to get bounced out. They're not going to medal. They're just not going to. And 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 they're because they're not good enough to medal. These European teams are better than them. You got to come out here with your best out here to dog walk these people like you did before. Trey, if, okay, look at that USA basketball team. Who out there is going to stretch that floor for you and shoot and and, and get you and, and get you a wide open look? And who's unguardable out there? I would. I hope. Who is? I dare to uh, argue that when you have Damian Lillard and Kevin Durant oh, playing, how how, how do they look? I do think that Zach Levine can stretch the floor too. It's just there's no chemistry on that on that floor, and like I said before, coaching hasn't said you know what these players play well together. Keep them on the court and let them do their thing. That yeah, but the problem. The problem is though, you can't run high pick and roll on 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 a on a zone on a pure zone defense. Can't run a pick and roll on it. Uh, you but can't run it. Everybody knows that. That's the thing. That's what I'm saying. That's a coaching thing. Everybody knows but, that. You know that. But, I know that. But this is a pick and. But the NBA is a pick and roll league. That's all they do is play pick and roll. Doesn't play defense. We know that too. And so the problem is now that you have guys who played a style because of rules in the NBA that don't translate into the international game. The, what and, does translate is that ball going in the net. That's what translates. Right all, well, all 12 they, or whatever number of those guys know how to do that. They need to get back to that. Yeah. Simple as that. Open but they shot, haven't, yeah, but they haven't been doing it. No, they haven't. They, you know, and I and I don't know against this title. If you got a team who can play these type of defenses against the NBA and, and they're taking away what you do best, you might have the best talent, but you know, best talent should win regardless of what's going on. But uh if you're playing against a different rules, yeah. I don't know. I, I just I just think these guys aren't used to what's going on. And the coaching staff should literally right now, Greg Popovich should just roll the ball out there, start practice and leave. He should just leave. See, your point, just... I guarantee you, out here in America, there are a couple of coaches that are taking note on what is going on. One is in New York right now, you know, yeah. a very, very uh, intelligent coach saying, hey, okay, this is what's working for them. I'm going to indoctrinate this in my New York uh, system. And maybe we've come to the point where we just realize Greg Popovich sucks. Oh, I just rather oh. said it. America's not hard enough yet. We got to get it hard, baby. We got to get harder, readier, better, 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 better. Oh. Hey, but one more thing on the, on, the, on the Simone Biles thing, since you brought up the hard type situation. All right. That doesn't sound good. Well, you know, you brought it up. Uh, can we now... <laughs> 
Can our pro players just decide which game they're going to play, which game they're not going to play? Oh. Now, listen. Now, hold on. Now, hold on. I, 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 we only got a few more minutes. You got to wrap this up. We only got a few more minutes. It's not like she didn't take the floor. She took the floor. Yeah. Went out. She gave it a good go and realized, hey, something is not right. I give her, I give her that kind of credit. She didn't just wake up and say, you know what, today I'm not doing it. I'm just gonna eat some whole holes and uh just sit back here and, and watch YouTube. She didn't do that. She she dressed up and, and got up and it actually even looked like she was willing to go out there and give it another go and something just kind of tugged at her. I was like, Yeah, you know. So I I mean but isn't not, that Go ahead. No, isn't that sport though, Rich? Isn't yep. that sport? Sometimes you come out and you just don't have it. And I'm not saying her decision was wrong. I'm just saying, here's my thing about it. If you were going to come out and say, well, the game's just too hard, and you walked away from the game like Bobby Fischer basically walked away from competitive chess. You know, after, after he took on the Soviet Union, he stopped playing, literally just stopped playing. I, was he was he done with chess? We just stopped playing on the international international scale. If you walked away from the game saying the game was too hard, that you couldn't do it anymore, that's walking away because mentally you couldn't play anymore. Right. This was a this was a game you didn't want to play because you thought you were going to fail. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she said that. Yeah. Yeah. She did. It, it, now, it isn't this sport. Isn't that sport though? I mean, are we only are we only going to play now? I'm not talking about any mental health issues now. And I'm not, I'm gonna take Simone Biles off the uh, off no, the plate. No, so. don't take her off. Don't take her off uh, because we wouldn't be talking about this if it wasn't for her. Here's the issue about it, though. All right, are we going to say because I think I'm not going to succeed as an athlete that I am not going to risk the failure? That I'm not going to risk the ridicule? That I'm not. It, it was. All the, all that paparazzi and being on all the television shows, all that stuff was great when you were winning, but now it's not great when you have the possibility that it's going to be the opposite now, and they're going to say that you failed on the oh, biggest yeah. stage. You know, yeah, nobody nobody remembers you when you start losing. Absolutely, and, and, and do you become irrelevant? Look how many guys out here who were great at one point in time. That's what's wrong. What happens with these young players, especially these 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 uh people that have been playing since they were 15, 16 years old, all of a sudden you become 24, 25, and 26, and your career is over. Now what do you do? But see, to your point, though, that's that's why you don't stop training. You don't take a day off in the gym. You don't take a week off. You don't sit there and excessively party because while you're out there partying and doing whatever you're doing, your competition is looking at tape and in the Absolutely. gym trying to figure out a way to beat you. Just because... Simone Biles is the best gymnast out there. Even today, with what happened, she's still the best out there. It doesn't mean that competition took a day off because she took a day off. Absolutely. Now, where I will say enough is enough or, or what if, like you said, everybody has a bad day. Does this calculate into the rest of the Olympics? Does this go into the rest of her competition for the rest of her life? Does this fizzle her out? You know, like other athletes have done, they have made it to a certain level and could not maintain that level. Yeah, that had nothing to do with, like you said, any kind of mental thing. They just didn't have that switch to keep going. 
But I refuse to let these, I refuse to let anyone sit there and try to say this is because of a mental issue. No, that, like you said, that's competition. That is what sport is about. Getting better, getting to be the best and staying the best, regardless of whatever. And like you said, that comes with the fame and the glory. If you're no longer the number one person, guess what? The rest of the fans are going to go to that number one person. They call bandwagon Absolutely. all the time. I can't blame them for wanting to ride with the winner. It's, it is what it is. This is America, like they says, you know, like you, America. Boy, you know, this is America. You want to go after the winners. You want to celebrate with the winners. Yeah, I, I think that's the hardest part for any of these super athletes is that one day, you know, hey, do you want to go? Do you, do you want to go get a uh, I mean, do you really want to go see Scottie Pippen right now? No. Nah. I mean, you know, if you, if, if you said Scottie Pippen was down at, at the local bar down there, and you know, hey, we'll go. Hey, Scottie Pippen's down there. And he signed autographs. Are you, you know, I'm not saying to get Scottie. It could be anybody, any, any, any athlete like that. Are you going down there to go see Scotty? Unless you are a hardcore right. Bulls fan, that answer is probably going to be no. Right. You yeah. know, now, had this been Scotty Pippen down there when the Bulls were in their heyday? Yeah. Oh, Scotty. Oh, oh, yeah, I'm going down there. Yeah, Scotty. Yeah. yeah, I'm going. Yeah. You know, because he's right there. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm going. To, I'm going to see Tony Kukoc, all of them. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? When you're hot, you're hot. And when you're not, you're not. And I think what's going on with a lot of these players right now, is that as they're at the end of the road, the end of their career, unless you're Tom Brady, who has, you know, who, like they said, they believe he's a vampire. Uh, he'll never, he's never going to get old. He's never going to die. That uh, you, <laughs> you have a situation here that your mortality kicks in at some point in time. And I think, and going back, I'm bringing Simone Biles back. I know we're going to rap, Greg. I think she, um, she figured out she wasn't immortal. You know, that they showed some pictures of her as a little kid. They said she was running around the uh, gymnastics place, just bouncing around like a little kid. And coaches saw her, and they saw how strong and how, and how fearless she was. And all of a sudden, she became afraid. You know what I'm saying? And, I, and, and, and that ended her career. And I don't know. Rich, do you think she's actually going to – she's actually going to compete in all around? I mean, go to compete in all around now? Yeah, I think she yeah, will. I think she is, too. I think she is. <laughs> And, and and I I think this is I hope this is just a small hiccup in the road because yeah, I, the world has not seen the end should have not seen the end of what she has to offer she has yeah. so much to offer to sports in general and I, yeah. I credit her for just coming out and just speaking her mind and just saying hey this is this is what was happening because she, anybody else could have just been like man forget you I ain't saying nothing. You know, yeah. that's I a think, lot to take in. Yeah, I think team, she just – go ahead, I'm sorry. No, that your team was looking for you for all the answers. And then you had to go tell them, I don't have them right now. You know, so I, I think she owes it to only herself to get back out there and, and give it a swing. At least yeah. if, if for anything else, just to suit up. And, and if it just doesn't, something's not right again. Like you said earlier, this is not just one of them sports where it's like bowling, where it's like, if I'm just not feeling, I'm just having a bad day. No, you can get yourself really hurt if you're not paying attention to what you're doing in, in gymnastics, yeah. that kind of level. Yeah. So I get that part, you know, but she does owe it to herself to at least suit up and, 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 and give it one more go. Yeah. I and, I, and I, I think she will. Yeah. And I think she's going to, but I think the problem was, Richard, you just hit the point was that she thought she was going to ruin this for these girls. Had she went out there and bailed on these super techniques and just didn't throw them, 
that they were going to have a chance that they weren't going to medal. I think she's, I think that's what was going on in her head. Like you said, I think she's going to go out here individually because she goes out here individually fails. Well, it's just her. And if she doesn't want to throw one of these things, she just want to run across the mat and and do a, a tumble like the little kids do in the backyard. What's that? A, what do they call that? A cartwheel round off? All the kids can do a round off. You go out there and does one round off and walk off the mat. Good it doesn't me. really matter. Sounds good to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna do a round off. That's gonna be like, can you can you imagine me? I had all my friends who could do a round off and they were talking about. Can, can can I go out there and do a cartwheel? There's some big fellas that can do cartwheels. I wasn't that guy. I'm not doing. A How about role. you, G Sizzle? Everyone has to do their job. Let me tell you your job. I was like five years old, right? And I remember I went to St. Columbus for for uh, kindergarten. And they had you out there being, and you remember the Indian roll where you grabbed the kid's hands in front of y'all were walking, you had to roll over the top. You ever did the Indian roll? No. Can you see me at, at five years old dressed up like an Indian with no shirt on and all the other kids were like three foot five and I was like five foot eight, about 200 pounds at five, five years old and I was out there with no shirt on, with war paint on, trying to do an Indian roll? I rolled over. I rolled over and the whole crowd laughed. First of all, <laughs> at your five years old, you were actually still there with live Native Americans, okay? <laughs> I find that offensive. find that offensive there a little bit, all right? That was brutal. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, as Jay Dan Snyder just keeps going on with his terrible takes on Native hey. American and Aborigine people. Hey. <laughs> No, they'll give me. Hey, I got the mic. Okay. Everyone has to do their job. Do your job. That well, was a traumatic story. That. It was, and it, it probably scarred you mentally for life. Um, Still had the feathers. Oh my god! I'm not gonna. <laughs> gonna, because we're getting ready to wrap. But I, what I can say is that we're not trying to make America hard again. I think we throw around adjectives and pejoratives so quickly to make something this what we Those want maha hats that's a maha hat we could just we just have our own maha hats on like mega hats we could have maha hats make america, make america hard, hard again <laughs> maha <laughs> no what we want to do is make america smart what we want to do is make america effective Massa? what we want to do is Massa? make america great Massa? for everyone <laughs> We're going to make America smart. <laughs> Massa. Make, make America Massa. smart again, Massa. Hey. Massa. With my Maha hat on. Follow the logic. <laughs> we want to make America smart again. That's right, Massa. We're going to get smart again. And we're going out into the fields. We're going out into the yards. We're going into the kitchens. We're going out into the living rooms. Yeah! We're going to be all over the place. We're going to make America smart again. That's a message from the sizzle. See? Wow. See how? Yeah, Dad. <laughs> wow. Okay. Everyone has to do their job. Hey, and we're tired of Tom Thibodeau, too. I just want to say that we're tired. And you put him in stereo. He went to the left and right air that time. Huh? <laughs> now ah, you're messing with us. Ah, tell him, Tommy. 
Tell them, Fibbies. Well, you know who it is. You know what it is. It's the sizzle here on Iron Skillet Radio, Iron Skillet Television. Make sure that you've hit the like, subscribe button. Make sure that you're sharing this content. And make sure that you're watching us on Facebook and YouTube and getting us wherever you get your podcast information. We are there. We are Iron Skillet Sports. Remember to look out for new content that's coming. Yeah. All through August and September, we got a lot of hot things popping, big things dropping. It's football. going to be one of those. Oh, oh, el football. Well, football. not not soccer, but football, the kind yeah. that you like. You know you like it. You like that? You like that? That's right. We, we got like Real it, Madrid playing. Oh, no. That's it. I'm out of here. Football. I can't. Hey, we're, we're, the be- we're the best show nobody's watching. All right? Just wanted to let you know. <laughs> You know who it is. It's Rich Sizzle. He's Jay Sizzle. I'm G Sizzle. And we'll see you, my friend, on the other side. <laughs> Make sure that you follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Iron Skillet Sports. And remember to like, share, and subscribe to Iron Skillet Sports on YouTube at Iron Skillet Sports.